Stars Beauty Podcast. I am your host, Jessica Virgio, and I have a super special friend guest with me today. This is Ricky of 413 Apparel. And Ricky and I go back from our gym days. So um, I wanted to bring him on to the podcast to talk about what he's doing with his company right now and kind of just share the backstory of how he got where he is. So thank you for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. This is awesome and long time coming. <laughs> I know, I know. It's fun because, you know, growing up in San Diego, when I thought about putting this show together, I was like, I know so many people doing such great things, especially like entrepreneurs that I've watched start with nothing, that yep. you had nothing, yep. but I'm like, you didn't, this didn't really even <laughs> exist when we met. And to watch, you know, you grow and to become and do all the things that you're doing has been really cool to watch and very inspiring. Thank you. Yeah. So we would bump into each other at the gym all the time and chat about business and life and just all the things. And it's, it's really cool when you can like see the story behind how somebody got where they are, because I think often with social media, we see the after absolutely, and we don't get to know like the real journey behind how someone got there. You yep. see fitness guy, good looking, young. You're like, oh, he's, he's got it easy. He has it made. Everything came easy to him. He didn't have to work for it. And this podcast is to motivate and inspire you to know the backstory of how people got where they are. Yeah. So, and you're just getting started. Like your company is like going right now, yeah, yeah. but I want you to take us back to like younger Ricky. And All like, the way back. Where, where, did, where did this come from? Have you always had like an entrepreneurial spirit? Yeah, so um, actually, um, kind of, yes. Uh, I actually went to school for computer information systems. So I got my degree in computer information systems, but I had a database class. And um, in that class, I realized that technology would always be the backbone of every company, you know, and I graduated college in 2012. So I knew that especially moving forward, that was, you know, what it would be. So I really got into tech and everything, um, you know, started working full time, working cybersecurity, but I was always hustling, you know, you know, doing entrepreneurial things. Um, then I got in really into fitness uh, and I started 413 Health and Fitness, which was my first online personal training brand. Okay. Yeah. So that, that was, I didn't know. yeah, yeah. Okay, so, cool. so that's, so that's where it was. Um, and that was, so I got laid off from two jobs. I worked for a big uh, company for two years, then got laid off and worked for a small cybersecurity security company for six months. Um, right before I got laid off, I started 413 Health and Fitness. Um, I had got my NASM certification. Uh, I started, you know, getting clients online. Um, I moved to San Diego. This was after I got laid off from the second job. Um, got another job out in San Diego and was really hustling, doing 413 Health and Fitness and working full time in cybersecurity. Okay, cool. So within six months of me being in San Diego in early 2016, um, I left my full full-time job because 413 Health and Fitness, my online personal training company, was going really, really well. Um, and I did that for about a year and I saw an ad on Instagram for this other apparel company and I loved the tank and I was like, man, like I really just kind of like want to make something like that. I was like, you know, I had merch for my clients and everything. And so, so I- your first little hit of like, I can do that. Yep. I want something like that. Yep. See, Instagram is good for inspiring, you know, ideas and 100%. thoughts. So I always, I always, I bag on it a little bit because it's, we were having a pre-conversation about how it's given us a warped sense of like what's real and yep. what's not. Um, but sometimes that just little spark Oh yeah. where you were like, I can do that. Yeah. And it was in, and so when that happened, I actually went to t-shirt Mart here in San Diego yep. and I said, Hey, you know, I, if I wanted to just get like a hundred of something custom made, where would I go? And this guy gave me a link to this site that was basically like a yellow pages for the fashion district in LA. And he was like, Hey, 
here's the link. Good luck. You're probably going to have to call a few hundred people to figure out, you know, to find your to person, find your person yeah. right? So I was like, hey, at least I know where to go. So the next day I was I was home and I just started calling around and I called around and then I drove to L.A., got bounced around to a few different people for a few different trips, ended up finding, you know, my designer who is still with us today. And she's amazing. Um, and that's like that's the basis of how it got started. And I even when I started it, it wasn't a it wasn't a oh, I want to make this into a big company. I was like, I just want like a hundred of these for me and to send to friends and family. And if people buy it, great. If not, I don't have to do laundry all the time. Oh I, have my a, God. I have a bunch of them. Yeah. So that, that was, that was honestly how it started. That's amazing. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I think people think you have to go from zero to like a thousand where you have to have the website and the brand and the, this and that before you can even just start to dabble. Yep. It's like, I think sometimes you got to try things on just a little bit. And that's what I always want to like remind people just to give permission to ideas 100%. because I would get dinged for, well, you're always you're always doing different things. And I'm like, I have to try different yes. things to see what feels good. Yep. And that was one of the things we went to dinner one time and I was there to pick his brain about creating my own apparel company because that was something I was super passionate about doing too. And what's funny is, you know, fitness is the way we know each other, but I have a huge history with fitness and that was like my dream. And I was like, you know what? Cool. Like someone's doing it the way I would want to be doing it. Like not that I couldn't do the same thing, but that's how the Beauty Inspires Beauty kind of took off too was like, that apparel to support the belief and the mission of like what you're trying to do. Absolutely. So what is the meaning behind the 413 for you? Yeah. So 413 is for my favorite Bible verse, Philippians 413. Um, the reason why I actually called it that was because uh, the when I got laid off from my second job, I was actually really angry. And I was like, well, I was like, God, I feel like you placed something on my heart. And I was like, I'm just going to name it a Bible verse so that like if it fails it's like it's kind of not on me that's like how i felt right and it wasn't this like i didn't name it from some sort of like crazy inspiration i was just like no like i'm upset that i got laid off from two jobs and i was like well let me just like i'll put your name on it i'll pray about it i'll work hard i'll see where it goes and it started online training and it turned into apparel which is like exactly what you said like you can't always go into it like having you always want to have the end in sight, but you can't be so hard pressed to what the end's going to look like because when you get into it, your likes about what you do is going to change. Your viewpoint of things are going to change. You always have to be able to be fluid. Um, and then even if you're you know, locked into an industry, the way in which you go about that industry is going to change. So it's like you, it's a fluid thing. So, but that's the, that's how it started. <laughs> that's amazing. I feel like having and I'm like a super type A and I feel like you probably have a bit of that in you too yeah. like we like to know the plan yep. we want to know that something is going to produce some sort of ROI for the work we're putting in 100%. and I think that's why people stay in corporate type jobs because there's a roadmap to yes. if you work this many years and you do this much you will go up this high in the company and you will retire at this age and there's your there's your plan yep you're happy Absolutely. cool but for people who are entrepreneurs like taking the risks spending the money even investing in a hundred shirts yep. it's a chunk of change it's a lot and now look at the numbers you're having to invest yep. to produce product like Absolutely. your mind wouldn't even have gone that far a couple of years ago and even when we sat down like three or four years ago to talk about like how you got started and all of that mm -hmm. it's like to watch the evolution has been pretty incredible so you have always been someone who shows up super motivational like on social media i think that's why yeah. like i'm attracted to watching your stuff it pipes me up and like i stay around people who are doing better than me like that's just like you i always try to be in a room where like i'm growing yeah right and i feel Same. like you you Absolutely. bring a lot of value when you show up on social media 
was that something in, innate in you to do? Would, did someone teach you how to show up on social media? Like, cause I feel like you've grown organically on social media quickly, mm-hmm. but like you've done a lot of things to get you there. Yeah. You know, for me, it's more of a lot of the messages that I talk about and that I put out on social media for myself. Yeah. You know, I think that there's a level of projection that I do on social media. And sometimes it's simply because it's like, I might actually wake up and not feel motivated. Mm-hmm. So and if I put it out there, it's like, I have to step through it. Like, if we went through life just always focus on our feelings, we would never get anything done. And there's half the week where I'm like, I don't feel like doing this, but I have to show up for myself. I have to show up for my team. I have to show up for in so many different facets where I'm like, if I put it out there and I just do the work, it's a really good feeling. And it's also a good feeling that other people get inspired and they do the work because I also don't feel like I'm alone in it. And when it comes to social media, it's a platform where you you know, different platforms where you actually can feel alone because you just get caught up in just the likes and the following count. And to be honest with you, when I started to become and push more organic, you know, thoughts and messages, my following started to go down Mm -hmm. and I was completely okay with it because the quality of people who were DMing me, the quality of conversations, the opportunities that opened up were so much bigger and so much better. So it's, you know, a lot of times just me being like, I need to put this out there because I need that pep talk. Um, and, you know, I work with a, a great team. You know, my brother is our project management lead. Uh, Corey Gray is our, our our media lead. And they do the same thing. And when you see that consistently on social, when you see they push things like that on social and how they live their lives, you know, from a team perspective, I sit and I have the most confidence in the world because I'm like, these guys, these guys have my, my back, my side, my front, and I have that same thing with them. So it's like, you just feel stronger. So it's like the more people you get around, the more people that are inspired and motivated by you, it's like, you just don't want to quit because you don't want to be that weak link. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and when you create a company that's not just about you and your well, like you, you've created something for everybody. So if you stepped out and you didn't play full out, like you'd be letting them down. Absolutely. And you created a brand that's bigger than you could have, like it, it's got a ripple effect going that people show up and want to put in work and be a part of your company because of who you are and like what you've, what you've grown. Thank you. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, So, I mean, I have to, you know, talk about your, because if you guys know Ricky, like he, he did make a small appearance (laughs) on this little show that we know called The Bachelorette. And I thought that was hilarious. I had no idea you were doing it. You didn't tell any of us because you couldn't. And I remember you came, I was like, you did what? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I want, can you talk about it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. So what, how, I don't even have a question. Yeah. Yeah. Just just explain that. (laughs) So it was actually kind of uh, funny, you know, I was supposed to, well, they wanted me to, to go on the season before I actually went on. So okay. I they was- they contact you or how do you apply for yep. that? Or how, okay. So I was actually at Fit Downtown okay. um, and there was someone who was recruiting people for the show and scout. yep, Scout. And so I was on the Stairmaster and she was like, hey, you have the look that we want to have on the show. And I was like, great. I was like, I don't want to be on the show. They're like, well, can we just like get your contact info or whatever? And they gave me a card and everything. I was like, sure, that's fine. And then they emailed me and I was like, no, I said, no. So then fast forward a year later, um, they reach out again and I was single and I was working, um, you know, a, a cybersecurity job and my contract was ending. So it was like, okay, like I, it was kind of perfect. And I was like, I wasn't too hyped up on that job. And 413 was still kind of in its infancy stage where I knew that if I had to go away for, you know, eight, nine weeks, like we would be okay, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, so I thought you were going to say, if I went away for eight, nine weeks, I could really like plug my shit. <laughs> I thought you were going to say.
<laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, so that, so that happened and, you know, kind of went through the whole process and ended up on the show. And, and I will say it was, it was one, it was a funny thing because I initially, even for the season that I went on, I was very hesitant about it. Mm. It was my dad. It was my mom. It was Corey, who's our media director. It was my brother, Des, who were like, you'd be stupid not to just go. He's like, no matter how this turns out, it's, it's like an experience that no, very a, a percentage of a percentage of people get. You have to just try it. Even your family, like, was all. About oh it. yeah. I oh love yeah. It. They, they're, they're a. The one thing I'll say about my family is, in all of this, you know, like my family is a very push family. It's a go and see, go and do, like, because at the end of the day, like, you'll be fine. Yeah. And also experience, like, you know, the experiences that I had and the certain levels of emotions and things that you learn and the rooms that you're able to be in with certain people by not accepting and trying those experiences, you void yourself of any opportunity that, that could come from it. So yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they pushed. That's awesome. And that is so true. And I actually like in, in another podcast that I recorded, the group said it was about there's three of, three of them. Yeah. And they were talking about, you know, never wanting to be like the smartest person in the room or getting yourself even in rooms where more opportunity can happen. And it's like, I think we let our insecurities like play a role. Like you could have been like, no, I don't really want to do that. I'm not interested. I definitely don't want to date whoever you're going to have on the show. You you just saw it as a bigger opportunity that might lead you somewhere else. And not to get back, circling back to what we said earlier about not having expectations on how things are going to work out. Like just being open and like showing up to things that you might not have otherwise thought you would want to do. Yeah, no, it's so true. <laughs> yeah, so are there any, like, juicy little, like, stories that you could share with us? I mean... Um, probably, um, yeah. you know... <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that later, yeah. But, yeah, no, the one thing I'll say is, is, you know, in watching the show and actually being on and being, you know, kind of behind the fold of it, it's yeah. very different than what it seems like on TV. And I will also say that the people that you meet and the guys on the show, they were grade-A people, individuals. Um, almost like no matter how they're cast, um, you know, a lot of reality shows, like they typecast, you know, they have to have people fit a certain whatever to push a narrative. But I will say that there are some of those guys are my close friends, you know, to this day, I was talking to one of them today, actually, who's just moving back to San Diego, who you'll actually see (laughs) me pretty soon, um, as well. So, you know, it's just, it's, um, it's cool. You, you meet a lot of good people. That's awesome. With a lot of good people. I love that. And that's what how incredible like to, to walk away with a couple of new friends too. Because I went through that experience with you. Um, so tell us where 413 is headed yeah. and like the growth that you've had in the last couple of I mean it's been like the last year has really like yeah. kind of triple double. Like talk to us about how you went from the vision, the hundred shirts that you ordered, yep. and to how like there was some a lot that happened in between because yeah. you were working with bodybuilding.com for a little yes. while too. Yep. So yeah, so it started in um, February of 2017, and then it started with like the couple hundred shirts. Um, and you know, I was actually dating a girl at the time, and she was like, "Well, why don't you just like get into uh, you know women's apparel?" So we just put a basic crop together, uh, and then like maybe a, I think it was like a tank or something, and we found a list of, or we not found a list, like we went on Instagram and we just like found a bunch of Instagram handles of girls that we thought that would you know like 413 yeah so we sent them out a bunch of packages not really expecting much but like the girls like oh my gosh this is great so then we added two people to our team uh two women to our team as sponsored athletes 
and then we got into the women's apparel. So then we stayed steady, uh, kind of like at a low level. I was still a bodybuilder.com athlete. Um, I kind of taken a little bit of a hiatus for the show. Uh, and then after I got back from the show, actually, is when things kind of took a turn for the worse. Like I was, I was about, I got another job um, in a two days before I was supposed to start. They like rescinded my offer and like pushed it back because they didn't win the contract just yet. And so I was like on that last bit of cash of like, I put everything into 413. You know, I moved from Virginia where I was about to buy a house in DC. And then I like, I'm coming in like, I don't know how I'm gonna make rent, you know, this month. Um, and you know, I don't think I've ever actually told this story on, on camera. So I'm going to be very vulnerable and transparent. So I'm waking up that morning and I'm, you know, my parents are calling me in and they're like, Hey, how are you doing? Cause they knew I was like, not feeling the best with everything. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to make this work. And they were driving to Florida to see other family members. And they're like, well, we're going to invest in 413 and the way that we're going to invest in it, because you guys have been working so hard and they were like, we will not allow you to quit because this could be something bigger than you ever imagine is we are going to pay your rent for the rest of the year. And this was in, I think, July, pay your rent for the rest of the year. So you don't have to worry about it. Handle your job. Don't quit on 413. And that was kind of like the spark plug. So going into 2019, we rebranded. We had two really successful launches. And then fall of last year, we had like our worst launch. And it was something where I had to look internally. Like I felt like I messed up. Like I kind of pushed our team too hard. I was trying to be too many other brands. Like I was trying to figure it out. Like you get in a space where like when you're in the infancy stage, you're like, oh, everything is great. You're just throwing money at it and you're figuring out well, everything's exciting. Then you start to catch traction. Then you like contract a little bit. You're like, oh man, this is real. Then you kind of like almost micromanage and you're overbearing because you're like, I need this to work. And you're so tight grip. So when that happened, I remember I was back in Virginia for the holidays. My my brother, who's our project management lead and Corey media director, we sat down and we were like, we have to do this differently. However, it turns out in 2020, we're going to go out doing it our way. We're going to bring the pop of colors back. We're going to make sure our quality is top notch. We're going to, to crush content and do it in a way that's so different. And we don't care how people receive it. We're just going to do it. Authentically on your brand voice. 100%. Yeah. So a few things happened this year that were actually very pivotal for us. So COVID happened and that gave us more time. We hired a, um, a graphic design lead. So that was great. We hired another person for customer service. So now we have two customer service reps um, and we were able to build the team before we even did a launch. Our first launch was in June. Well, or was in late June, the beginning of June, all the protests happened. Corey, text me the beginning of June, maybe end of May, when I was like out protesting in San Diego. And he says, hey, I think now's the time for you to talk about us being a black owned company. And it's been difficult for us to be open about that in the past because most of our, you know, customer base is, you know, Caucasian women. Um, and I was like, okay, like I was like, I'm just gonna get in front of my camera and I'm gonna talk, talk for like four minutes. I sent it to him and I said, hey, I have no idea. Like really what I said, I kind of blacked out. Here it is. Like, yeah, I was like, I, I don't know. Here it is. So he texted me back. He's like, cool, got it. I'll handle it. The next day he goes, this was the single most powerful video I've ever put together. He's like, I'm just going to post it. I'm not even going to send it to you all. I'm just going to post it. So posted and it got like, I think almost 30,000 views on Instagram, shared ridiculous amounts of time. Site hits started going crazy. Any stock that we had started flying off the shelf. And we were like three, week, three weeks away from our from a launch. 
So then that launch went crazy. Things sold out in five minutes and things started to grow and people started to realize the brand for what it was and it shed light on who we always were. But also for us, it was like that time of just waiting was what we needed to get better, was what I personally needed to get better as a leader. And I think that's the other thing is like, that's never talked about in entrepreneurship. You can talk about be doing the work, but it's like the internal work of who you have to become is so important. Like I deal with so many more stressful situations now than I have when we first started that I don't find it stressful because I've learned and I've matured and I've become a better man that's equipped me for those situations that allow us to be more fluid. You know, so we did that launch, had another launch that went haywire as well. Um, now we're gearing up for Black Friday. We have a lot of plans for 2021. Um, we scaled about 400% in like a three month time. And, you know, but we were ready for it uh, because, you know, we built the team. We make sure we have everything scheduled out, planned. We communicate really well. We've, we've established a culture of the brand and that's been like the best thing. That's like, I feel like a proud friend. I'm like, you did that damn thing. Like, and that's been so incredible to watch because I feel like as, as a brand, you're almost like, should I, shouldn't I, should I have a voice when it comes to this? Or should I just be mainstream and say nothing? Or like, how, how do you go against the social norms of what's acceptable to say or post? And so for Corey to say to you, like, you need to like make a video because look around this, look at our team, the three of you. Like that is who you are. And, yeah. this, and and I think what I love about you and you share this often on social media is you, you weren't the typical struggle bus family. Like you came from a lot, you were given a lot of yeah. privilege. So I think sometimes I could see it being hard for you to like, even relate to everyone yeah. on the social norm. Like, so for you to be able to speak up and just say, Hey, listen, this is who we are as a brand and a company. Yeah. Like, and we support this yeah. and you know, it, this is this is this isn't what birthed this uh, business, but yeah. it is who we are, yep. and so we just want you to know who we are Absolutely. and what we stand for. And so to be able to speak on that and to like let people in because that's what people want to buy into is it's the brand. 100%. They want to be a they want to feel a part of what you're doing. Absolutely, they can go get a, a beautiful workout tank top just about anywhere. Anywhere, anywhere. Right? you can go to Amazon, you can anywhere. But when you <laughs> wear something and you know the meaning behind it, it's like you're proud to wear that. Yes, right. Yeah. So that's, that's so much more impactful. And yeah. so you can, can you see now, like all the work you did in showing up, being vulnerable, sharing how you were feeling, like days you didn't want to yeah. do shit, like how it then, like God always had your back yeah. in that he just needed you to see it and like yeah. do the work. Absolutely. And I think the cool thing about it is like, as the brand has grown and as it's strengthened, wearing 413 means that much more. Yeah. And it's like, it's just, it's kind of a, a thing that's like hard to explain. It started as like, oh, this is a cool thing that we're doing. And then it's like, you you go through and you struggle and you grind so hard with you with your team and you consistently like push. And then all of a sudden, like you get a little bit of a breakthrough where you're sitting saying, wait a minute, like we can do this in such a major way. And not only can we do this in such a major way, we're able to look back and we're able to realize like we built a foundation. And the other thing is like, I always give so much kudos to my team because I will, I yeah, would yeah. not be here yeah. without them. And the one thing that I will say is resource wise, numbers wise, we don't have a crazy amount of numbers of people, but the intelligence and the output and just like the pure creative genius that like each and every individual that works for 413 has 
is unbelievable. Like we, we go into certain things into launches and we look at other brands and we, we were like, oh yeah, we can crush that and not crush it as in like a competitive thing. It's like, no, we can do that and we can put our twist on it and we can flip it in a way that's com completely us. And so it's that level of confidence and, and excitement and fun because like, we're not trying to be anybody else. And we're like, we're just kind of having fun creating. And it's like, we'll let the chips fall where they may, you know? Totally. But wouldn't you say, like, when you went back to that moment where shit kind of was hitting the fan, the yeah. launch wasn't going well, you know, I find myself in creating this new business. How do you not look at what everyone else is doing? Yeah. You're meant to do your market research 100%. to see, like, that's social proof that that works, that works. 100%. Okay, that's hitting. Like, of course you want to do that, but then there's, like, a fine line between copying and saying, okay, well, we got to do it just like that because yes. that's what is working. Yes. So it's hard when you're a new brand and you don't really have your feet under you yet to know like what you stand for and what yeah. you want to be putting out there. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, well, I think there's, I'm, I'm so happy you asked that question because I, the one bit of advice that I got, that was probably the best bit of advice years ago. I've been an entrepreneur for a minute. I created a social media content sharing website when I was in college called mustache. Um, and we got in front of like investors and stuff like that. And we were pitching, you know, what we already had launched and everything. And it was kind of like a Pinterest for men. And the one thing, one of the guys who raised his hand, he said, so like the best advice I can give you guys is not to compete. And I thought, I was like, that's not what you're taught. Like I went to business school. It's always like, you know, your competition, yeah. you're supposed to compete. And he was like, let me bear myself out. Ba basically you keep saying, I'm a Pinterest for men or I'm this for whatever. And what you should do is, although you're in the same industry, find even if it's a small area that no one else has and no one else can touch you on it. And it might be the brand or what the brand offers or the, the, the meaning behind the brand. And if you can pinpoint on that, because, you know, apparel's saturated. Everybody wears clothes every day for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you can just do that, then you're in a good place. And so what we've tried to do for 413 is like, we know what's out there and we also know what works. And we're like, okay, like, that's great. Let's find a way to put our own little twist on it. You know, um, we did leggings years and years ago and for fall, like we had kept talking about leggings or whatever. And I was like, and it kind of hit me a few weeks ago. I was like, I don't want to do that. And I was like, I want to do our own spin on some joggers. And this is how I want to do it. And this is the details that I want to add it. And I was like, because there's other companies out there, they crush doing that. Let them have that. Yeah. Let's try our thing here mm -hmm. and do something different here. At some point in time, we might circle around it. Sure. But putting out a black jogger is so basic that it's like, who's to buy ours over someone? Yes, the brand might be strong, but there's a lot of other trusted companies that we're directly competing with. Let's try something that we don't have to compete with. And that's authentically ours and our brand. Mm -hmm. So, you know. I love that. Yeah. Um, what's cool about talking about stuff like this, and I always try to relate it back to the beauty industry because this is a stylist-focused beauty industry podcast. And people might be wondering, why did you bring Ricky on? But it's about creating a brand. And we all are our own brand before you even create anything, right? So this is for like individual... All of us stylists are basically, I call us accidental entrepreneurs. Yep. Oh, yeah. I don't think many people in my industry go to beauty school thinking they're going to be an entrepreneur. They might think, well, I'm going to go have a cool job, yes. or I can make my own schedule, work my own hours, kind of be in control, but we're not taught any business skills. Yeah. We didn't go to business school. Yep. So, you know, to hear other people's stories, and that's why I bring people like Ricky on to share like the journey of an idea turned into something. And Absolutely. like, 
the whole process of getting there. Because yeah. if you want to create your own brand, whatever that may be, if it's education brand, um, if it's a product eventually, if it's something like I'm doing, if you want to educate and coach, um, you have to find that one thing that like makes you special or sets you apart or makes you just slightly more unique than the person next to you. Because we all like, we could be doing and selling the exact same thing, but someone's going to resonate with you or someone's going to resonate with me. Like there's enough of everything to go around. And I think at this point, like it's safe to say that like just about everything's been created. Yeah. Oh yeah. So you have to find a way to like make your shit unique and special. Um, did you have your team in place? Did you guys come up with this concept together? I know you had your own online workout thing, but how did you get your brother involved and when did Corey come yeah, in the yeah. picture? Like, because I think developing and building a team, because I'm kind of doing that yeah. right now, like, it's like, what, where do you even start with that? Yeah. So for me, I was like, I just went headfirst with it. And then I told my brother the idea that I had and I showed him and he was like, yeah, you should really do this. Like, that would be cool. And so he was more early on just in my corner, like making sure I had all the things like on the checklist to do and, and everything. So I was like, okay, that's kind of like a project. sounding board. Yeah. Kind of. Sounding board. And I was yeah. like, I kind of, I was like, if this grows, like that's project management, like he's got that. And then it was funny. I think it was 2017. I was at the Olympia and my birthday always falls on like September 15th. So it's, it's always like on the Olympia weekend. And Corey texted me, he goes, Hey, happy birthday. He goes, by the way, and I shot just regular fitness shots with Corey before and him and my brother were great friends. And he texts me, he goes, Hey, just so you know, if you ever need any shots before 13, he's like, he's like, I know you don't have an Instagram page for it or whatever. He's like, I'll do, you know, shots, product video, all the stuff, like whatever you need. And I was like, Oh, I was like, you're the guy. I was like, whatever job that we have, like you, had it, yeah, yeah. you got it. Yeah. And I was like, I'll just let you know what I envision as a brand and you have full creative freedom. And that's how it's been. And then from that, it's like, you figure out the things that you don't want to do. I was like, okay, we got too big for me to be packing and shipping, but we need somebody in charge of that. Well, when it comes to Instagram, like we want to do cooler graphics and stuff like that. Well, we need a graphic design lead. And then now, you know, when we have launches, like we have an athlete manager, I'll need someone that's able to do some of the different day-to-day things. So it's, it's a really, as you go. Um, and then I always believe like God puts people in your place, you know, in a season and for a reason. And I'm telling you, like, when things started happening, I was like, ah, I see why these people are here. And it's just been, it's been crazy. It's been fun. <laughs> That's so cool. And it's like, again, back to what we said at the beginning, like not having an expectation of like how you need to do something. Like these people just came into your life and it worked out. Like yep. that's kind of how people have come into my situation too, with like building this, this team too. And it's, it's intimidating to be like, for me, especially like a lead, because I, I do have a direct way of like the way I want things yes. to be. So it's like, I'm relearning how to just like, you know, yeah. let things be what they, what they will be. And that's why like, even doing this podcast was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm yeah. not a professional interviewer. Yeah. Like, I didn't go to school for broadcasting yep. and journalism, but if I'm going to do something, I have friends that yep. are in town. I want to have casual conversations to talk about how people got where they were. Yep. So, um, what a crazy journey that you've been on. So do you have like a, are you still working in the cyber yep. world? You, you got that going to still? Yep. So I'm still working in cybersecurity full time. Okay. Um, and then work with a team of seven for 413. So it's kind of weird. People are like, why aren't you doing 413 full time yet? And it's, you know, when it's product based, it's, there's a lot of money that you're putting in. And even though you're making really, really good numbers and everything, what I want to do is I want to make sure that I'm in a, just a good position. And then also, you know, it's like, you have to put your life jacket on before you put anything else on. And then also when it comes to 413, there's a lot of things that are risky that I want to actually do before I take the jump and before I'm like, okay, this is full time and everything. Um, so yeah, that's, 
that's basically the day to day. It's crazy busy. That's smart. <laughs> I know you are crazy busy. I, I swear, every time we talk, it's like I got another meeting. I got to do this. Yeah, and, yeah. Do that. <laughs> and I'm like, I feel you. So um, I always like to leave like our guests with like I know I, the the usual question is yep. the stigma behind becoming a hairdresser or being in the beauty industry. Yep. So I always love to hear people's perception because I know how important you know getting your hair done is yep. to you. Like. Yep. And you were pitching your barber the other day, which yep. I was like, yes, yeah, yeah, like, absolutely. Him some love. absolutely. Um, the, the stigma behind, oh, I'm just a hairdresser. I'm just somebody in the industry. And, and that also falls into like our love with both personal trainers prior to of like, I'm just a personal trainer, but every industry can be whatever you want it 100%. to be. Right. hundred percent. So what is your perception of like what this industry could be? And even I like to relate to personal training too, because I feel like that's an, accidental entrepreneur job yeah. as well. But um, what is your perception of like our industry and what it's been as a whole? Like you have your experience as a client in the, in the barbershop, yeah. but like. No, I think it's the most needed industry. I mean, when it comes to, you know, me and getting my haircut, it's like the, I always look forward to it. I always make sure it's a, it's, it's a thing that I do before any special occasion event wedding that I just went to my best friend's wedding. Um, you know, I, I think that those things are so needed. They change people's perception of themselves. Like, mm-hmm within an hour. Yeah. And I think that that's the coolest thing. And, and when it comes to just like, you know, when like you were saying, like just an entrepreneur, you know, I've worked in corporate jobs and, you know, people have fancy titles, but at the end of the day, sometimes people are just doing one thing true. and they're very bored and it's not fun. That's true. And they aren't actually living the life that they project, even though they might have the nice car, the nice house. And I think the coolest thing about being an entrepreneur in, you know, whether it's, you know, hairstylist or if you're a barber or, you know, me just, you know, I measure patterns to make sure clothes fit. You know what I'm saying? Like you can always break it down to just whatever. But I think at the end of the day, if you're doing what you love and you just enjoy it and it's something that it's like so authentically and uniquely you perception from other people, it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, you always have to look yourself in the mirror and you have to be like, am I being the best person that I want to be? Am I doing the things that I want to do? And everybody else, their criticism, you know, opinions, just doesn't really matter. So true. Yep. I love that. So did you have anybody along the way that you looked up to like as a mentor or someone in the industry that helped you kind of get where mm-hmm. you're at? Like, did you have any coach or like a business person? Yeah. I know your parents are strong. Yeah, of course. And like, I know your dad is an author now yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah but like was there anybody else that played like an integral part in like you becoming and being able to do this you know honestly like i always go back to my team because like i didn't know one like i didn't go into it saying oh i want to run an apparel company i was like i just want a cool tank to work out of, yeah. work out in and then like it started to sell and i was like wow that was fun like creating that was fun i like creating i've always liked creating let me just keep doing that and then it was like i need to learn more about this let me hop on youtube or, you know, when my brother and Corey really like immersed ourselves, it was like, we just scheduled calls and we, we had conversations and we like did group research on, you know, you know, different brands, the things that were becoming hot, the colors that were, you know, up, about to be hot in a year and just different things and different ways that we wanted to present the brand. And it became a fun, creative thing where it was like, we, not that we didn't need a coach, we always need to learn. And so we were always doing research. We're always finding a way to do research. But for us, it was like, we can sit down and we can figure out what we want to do. And then based on what we want to do, let's go out and find out how to do that and then come back and be like, and after we did it, okay, let's build on it. So I haven't had any formal coach with it. Um, but I've also, 
I've made so many mistakes. Mm-hmm. Like Corey could tell you the amount of times that, and he lives on the East Coast, the amount of times that I've called him driving from LA after working a nine to five, leaving from San Diego to go to LA after work and getting to LA, working on patterns and realizing before a launch or before something big, like the logo was out of place two inches by two inches. And then, you know, our, our designers, everything, having to redo it, us being under the gun, us being under budgeted, all that other type of, all that other type of stuff. And like the mistakes that we've made over time that now are our teachers where it's like, we go into certain things and it's like, we have a checklist. All of the things that we have to make sure that are correct because we made that mistake a thousand times in the past yeah. and we won't do it again. Yeah. So been a lot of mistakes. <laughs> so life has been your teacher. Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah, think yeah. having a team that like can be supportive and you guys have grown together. Like self education is the number one thing, and I think a lot of people think hiring a coach or having a mentor, or having someone, they're just going to give you all the answers. Yes. Yeah. And while they may give you good guidance, like you have to be able to do the work. You have to be yes. able to put the time in good and time. to see like this journey. What what year are we on now with the company? We are uh, five, four, four. Yeah. After in next February will be our four-year anniversary so right so this is no small feat this was like a birthing a child it's like by the time like right (laughs) yep yeah that's so cool so what is the projection for the company where do you guys see it and where do you want to take it yeah so right now um we work out of a small warehouse we um are to the point where we are in contact with a few distribution companies because you know things are too big for us just to with you know who we have we have to kind of make sure yeah it's a good problem to have um and then going into 2021 uh we're actually having a meeting in two days to sit down figure out the vibe that we want to have in 2021 the products and everything um one thing that i will say that we want to make sure that we do is we don't want to be a called a quote unquote like hype beast company where it's like you do a launch everything sells out and then everybody's to wait for the next launch Mm -hmm. we want to make sure that we have consistent styles that are in stock so that we're a consistent company where people can go to once they hit our site and it's like, oh, okay, you know, now we're getting, you know, daily orders and we want to make sure that those daily orders outside of, you know, the two weeks, like a launch in two weeks are consistent. So, you know, we know that launch days will be big because, you know, we have the buzz now, but we don't want to have big launch days. And then after two weeks kind of go ghost, you know, so that's, that's what we'll be focusing on in 2021 is making sure that we stay consistent and that those consistent days after launch continue to rise. And, and um, you know, anything that kind of comes out of our mind as we keep moving, we'll, we'll work on it as it comes. Awesome. So where can people find 413 Apparel? Yep. So people can find 413 Apparel at 413.us, F-O-U-R-T-H-I-R-T-E-E-N, hope I spelled that right, <laughs> dot U-S, um, and then uh, 413 underscore apparel on Instagram. Um, yeah, check us out. Hopefully you like the and stuff. What's your Instagram? I know it's just yep. a name, right? Yep. So my Instagram is Ricky Lane II. That's R-I-C-K-E-Y-L-A-N-E-I-I. So my full name is Ricky Lane Jasper the second. Some people are like, that's Ricky Laney. I'm like, the eyes are for the second. Call yeah. it whatever you want. Just spell it right. So. <laughs> so what would be your last piece of advice for anybody who is a little bit curious about starting something of their own? Like, what would you say to like, Ricky four years ago right now. Yeah. Um, I would say do it like there's you, you at the end of the day, I always feel like if, when you look back at your life, you you never want to have regrets. And I think there's so many people that have made so much money and done so many then and done so many things in fields that they actually hate. And they look back and they say, man, 
if I was in my 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, wherever, if I had just taken six months, a year to try something new, it doesn't mean you have to quit your job or anything, just to try something new, see how I feel about it, see where it can go, because you never know how many doors can open up. It goes back to what I started with, but like how many rooms you'll end up being in just by starting. So do it. The fear will start to dissipate as you get more confident in it. Like I've never been more confident than I am now, but it's because I did it. It's because I made the mistakes because I kept pushing through um, and and I ignored the negative feelings and the fearful feelings at times. So yeah, just do it. <laughs> just do it. And I mean, every new level will require a new level of you. So 100%. it's like, if growth isn't your thing, like do what you do, stay where you're at, you're good. But if you are interested in doing something, like know that that little bit of fear, to me, the fear when that fear pops up or when that little bit of like nervousness comes up, I'm like, oh, I really give a fuck about this. Yeah. Otherwise I wouldn't yes. have that feeling. Yep. So I'm gonna embrace that feeling of, oh shit, I feel like, I feel like I'm gonna throw up yep. or like resistance. And I just like lean into it because if you really don't want to be somewhere, you know that. Yep. If you feel like scared or you feel that nervous energy, you're like, no, this means something, oh, I'm onto something. Yep. So I try to honor that feeling and just, because fear can keep people so stuck yes. from their fullest potential. Absolutely. And so stay around people doing big things and like ask them questions and look for guidance and leadership, even when they're 10 years younger than you. It's like, <laughs> it still motivates me to push and do things because I had nothing when we had that dinner yep. like a few years ago. And it's like, you know, I'm doing something totally different, but it's like staying around people who push you and can have these conversations and talk about business. like. Absolutely. You know, get yourself out there. That's all I yeah. Just do it. Like you Just said. Just do it. I love it. If you guys love this podcast as much as I did, I would love if you could give us your feedback, share your takeaways, uh, repost us on Instagram, tag Ricky, tag 413, tag Jessica Virgil, and be inspired to